Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets, Meets World House. House. Take a listen. Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out? I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act <laughs> by the sink a lot. a lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right. Doing business constantly. Uh-huh. Mom stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Disciplining you Amazing. in some way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. If I told you on Friday the Chiefs are not going to score a touchdown, that would be probably one of the colder takes you could possibly have. Or Rob Gronkowski is going to score two touchdowns. If there is a blowout, it'll be the uh, Buccaneers blowing out the Chiefs. Nobody had that. I think if anybody had a blowout, it was Nick Wrong, and he had him by 16. A lot of people had it Chiefs winning by four, five, six, or if the Patriots, or Patriots, I keep saying that with Brady, old habits die hard. The Buccaneers were going to win. It was going to be by a couple of points. I had the Buccaneers winning 28-27. I still think and thought and have thought this way the entire postseason, the defense was the real MVP. I said uh, on Friday that this is a quarterback game and one quarterback's going to win the MVP and one is going to lose it. And that's what happened. Tom Brady was going to be the MVP if the Bucs won and Patrick Mahomes would have been the MVP if the Chiefs won. That doesn't mean it went to the right people because Tom Brady was great, but that defense set the tone for everything. Defense was great. Bend, didn't break. Chiefs had a chance inside the red zone. You come away with three field goals. Shaq Barrett, wonderful. Devin White, you know how I felt about him all season long? He's only 22. But if you're going to put that much pressure on Patrick Mahomes and you don't blitz, you got a great chance of winning. And that's what happened. He was hurried 24 times if you follow such stats. But it comes down to can you make some plays? And who would have thought former Patriots Rob Gronkowski, Antonio Brown are going to score touchdowns in the Super Bowl? Leonard Fournette was kicked to the curb by the Jags. 
He was cut. Leonard Fournette was wonderful last night. Nobody wanted Leonard Fournette. You already had Ronald Jones, so you had a, a good running back. They brought in Fournette, and Fournette was great last night. Had touchdown run. He rushed for almost 90 yards. He was there for a couple of pass receptions. He kept the, you know, moving the chains. And uh, that's a big difference here with that team. And you had not the deep ball. I mean, Mike Evans had a couple of catches, but, you know, who would have thought Gronk was going to be a big difference maker there and then Antonio Brown as well. But even though he's considered the GOAT, it's still easy to take Tom Brady for granted. We're so used to seeing him on the podium after a Super Bowl. We lose, I think we lose sight of how improbable this run is. Because keep in mind, if you're old enough to understand the Buccaneers organization, it has been the laughing stock of the NFL. I don't think anybody's close to the Buccaneers, and they do have a Super Bowl. I mean, the Lions are bad. The Browns at least had a legacy back in the 60s when they were a championship team before the Super Bowl era. But the Buccaneers... They were the laughing stock of the NFL, and they hadn't done anything since 2007. So you get a 42-year-old quarterback who's going to join you. There's no training camp. There's no preseason, and we're somehow going to make this work. And he goes in there, and he recruits Gronk. He uh, lobbies for Antonio Brown. And all of a sudden, I think Brady realized, I like, I, I like my weapons. I got a coach I like. Uh, we have a fun back and forth, but I think what Brady really saw was just how good that defense could be because it was young and they were able to make plays. And so Brady didn't have to feel that pressure of, I got to go out there and put up 28 points every single weekend. But when they lost three or four in November, when they got blown out 38 to three to New Orleans, if you would have said that team's winning the Super Bowl, I would have said, no, they're not. I think I even had doubts, and I had them making the playoffs. I had doubts that they were going to make the playoffs back then. I mean, they were a wild card team. But it all came together when it's supposed to come together, and that is the playoffs. But I still go back to the defense. Even though Brady transformed the Buccaneers, you could uh, and you could say this is his most improbable title. Maybe you go back to the first one he had when he was with New England, when he took over for Drew Bledsoe. But this is different. It's incredible the Bucks team could come together so quickly. And, you know, Brady's achieved everything. But the feeling is he hasn't achieved anything. If you see him on the field, he's demonstrative. It, it, it's so important to him. And he does have the title of greatest of all time. But congrats to Brady, the Buccaneers. We witnessed NFL history once again last night. Another milestone in Brady's remarkable career. And uh, congrats to the Bucks and the greatest quarterback of all time. Here is Tom Brady talking about that defense. They stepped up to the challenge. And, uh, you know, you go up against a guy like Pat, incredible player. And um, Aaron, MVP, two weeks ago they played incredible. And then uh, Drew, they played great. They just they stepped up. They rose to the occasion. He also had this to say about his legacy. Have you given any thought to what this all means to your legacy, all the factors that you had to go through to make it to this point? You know, it's, man, we've been grinding pretty hard, so I haven't really had a lot of time to think about all the, you know, things like that. So I'm just blessed, grateful for my teammates, um, all the people that have supported us all year, my boy Alex, 
you know, it's been a great year. The Chiefs are just the third team to not score a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Joining the Dolphins, they uh, played Dallas and lost 24 to 3, and the Rams against New England, that was 13 to 3. Let me run down the guest list. Uh, Chris Sims, Pro Football Talk, will join us coming up. Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. We had Rick on a couple of times when Brady joined the Buccaneers. And we've had him on periodically throughout the season. And even after bad games where you go, man, I don't know. Got my doubts about this team. Tom Curran, who covers the oh, Patriots. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I figured I'd have Tom on. Tommy was <laughs> tweeting last night. I'm, I'm curious how this is going over in the New England area with, uh, with Tom Brady. But the Buccaneers handled the Chiefs. Brady wins the MVP. Phone calls are always welcome, as we always do every Monday. It's best and worst of the weekend. What you saw that you liked, you didn't like, 877-3DP-SHOW. Sign up for the DP Show newsletter, available daily, 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific. You can go to danpatrick.com. Enter your email address in the box that slides out in the bottom right corner. Some people have reminded me, hey, you said the Chiefs were the better team. Yes, going into that game, I thought the Chiefs were the better team, but I said, and I've said on numerous times, I'd never been against Tom Brady. Until he loses, where I think that he is not playing well, then I would change my opinion. If I, if I was betting Tom Brady, I'd be a rich man. Even when he lost to the Eagles, he played as well as you could possibly play, maybe the greatest performance in a losing effort in Super Bowl history. Brady makes plays. Now, did I have questions about the officiating? Absolutely. If I'm a Chiefs fan, I'm going to look at that and say it felt one-sided, and there were times in the first half I thought that there were a couple of times they could have picked up the flags. You know, Chris Jones' retaliation, Tyron Matthews' retaliation, uh, the pass interference in the end zone, I didn't think those were necessary calls. Uh, Mike Evans getting tripped. Yeah, I, you got to call it. Uh, offsides. You no, know, I mean, it just there are moments where you go, Kansas City didn't look ready. They didn't look ready for what Todd Bowles, the defensive coordinator, did. And we knew, we said it, that I thought if Shaq Barrett is going against the same tackle, that the Denver Broncos and Von Miller took advantage of six years ago, I'm guessing that tackle is not that much better than he was six years ago. And Shaq Barrett is a beast. And they were missing a couple of offensive linemen. And they took advantage of that. When you don't have to blitz Mahomes, and you just play zone, usually first down and second down, and they really mix things up, Take away Tyreek Hill. Best you can. Kelsey had catches. Take away Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is the one where that's the backbreaker. If you let Kelsey catch and you move down, but you move down slower, it's okay. Eight yards a catch, we're fine with that. We cannot give up a home run. And they didn't. Secondary, that was belittled after what happened week eight when Tyreek Hill burned him for, you know, almost 275 yards. They came back and played well. They put pressure. They hit Mahomes. And that's another thing that I said on Friday. If, if you don't get to him to sack him, hit him. They hit him 12 times. Tom Brady got hit two times. 
But it felt like that touchdown at the end of the first half, that was it. It was strange because I thought, okay, the only guy who's ever come back from that kind of deficit is the one who's leading 21 to 3. And as much as, you know, we love the magic of Mahomes, it wasn't there. And it reminded me, believe it or not, of Patrick Mahomes in college. Because I watched Texas Tech football. They weren't very good, but I did watch. And usually I'd come in on Monday and tell the Danettes, this guy, he's a lot of fun. I don't know if he can play in the NFL. But they'd lose 45-41, and he just ran for his life. And that's what I thought when I was watching. Uh, He ran for his life. And he's got a toe he's going to need surgery on. And given the circumstances, I mean, he, he had moments. He played well considering they put a lot of pressure. They hit him, and his receivers didn't help him out. But if you don't put pressure on Brady, you don't have any interceptions. They had the one that was called back due to a, a, a holding penalty on the other side of the field with Tyron Matthew. That was big. You need, you need one or two of those, and they didn't get it. And Mahomes getting picked off twice. Uh, This program is brought to you by M-Drive. Take the supplement I take every day. Powerful ingredients backed by science. You get energized, stronger, leaner. Go to mdrivedan.com today. Get free shipping. 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't let age beat you. Refine your prime with M-Drive. McLovin, what kind of poll question do we have? Okay, I have a real poll question. But before that, I have a question for people in the room who picked the Bucs. Which was a bigger factor, not betting against Tom Brady or the offensive line injuries? Because you seem to be focused on both of those in the two weeks leading up. Well, I wouldn't bet against Brady, but the most important element with all of this was the offensive line for Kansas City. Plus, it's not like they helped the offensive line. They had five five guys on the offensive line, but it's not like they were keeping people in with Shaq Barrett and Dominican Sue, and that was surprising because the line obviously couldn't be as good as what they normally have. I mean, you're losing three starters, and you're moving guys around. And and even if you had a healthy offensive line, Tampa Bay was still going to put pressure on Patrick Mahomes. I truly believe that. If you did that to Green Bay, you were going to do that to Patrick Mahomes. Yes, McClellan. So that leads to the real poll question. Okay. Who would you have voted for for Super Bowl MVP? And here are the choices we came up with. Tom Brady, of course. Rob Gronkowski, Leonard Fournette, 89 yards on a TD, Devin White, the linebacker, or Shaq Barrett, the pass rusher. Uh, And we can add people if anyone has someone else. I always think outside the box here, but I'm in the minority. I would have given it to Todd Bowles. I don't know if it's possible to give the most valuable player, maybe it's the most valuable person, but what Todd Bowles did was unthinkable. He basically... Shut out the Kansas City Chiefs. No touchdowns. This is a defensive performance that will be remembered forever. I would have given it to him. Uh, if you can't give it to him, I, I guess I would give it to Brady. Because I, I'll say this when I watch the game. Brady has that ability to... You always feel like you're in the game because you are. When you're down 28 to 3 to Atlanta, you got Brady, and that even the Falcons said that on the sidelines. Hey, don't celebrate. They still got Brady on the other side. But 
to have that ability to have a calming influence or we're never out of the game has to be reassuring. And you got you know, like a minute to go in the first half, one timeout, and he seemed fine. And he finds Antonio Brown for the touchdown, and I go, I think that's the game. Yeah, McLevin. One timeout and two Andy Reid timeouts. Oh, I do. The, the Chiefs thought they're getting the ball back. Like, hey, uh, you know, if they go three and out, we're going to get the ball back or they kick a field goal. We're going to get the ball back. And all of a sudden, he's taking timeouts. And I'm going, man, this might come back and haunt you. And then he finds Antonio Brown for the touchdown. So uh, who feels worse today? Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft. <laughs> <laughs> Whose call was it? It's Kraft's, right? I think it has to start with Belichick. Because oh. if Belichick says, you know, let's give Tom a two-year deal or three-year extension, then Robert Kraft would do that. Because Tom's like a son to him. I, I don't think he's like a son to Belichick. Yes, he. I would think Robert Kraft feels worse because I would imagine Bill Belichick still doesn't think he did anything wrong. <laughs> he woke up this morning like, yeah, and I still made the right decision. I'm glad I got rid of those players. Do you think Belichick watched the game? First half. <laughs> he had seen enough. They complained that? that Brady was getting all the calls. <laughs> he and his girlfriend are there. Going, that's not a penalty. No, no, he wouldn't God, be like he that. He always gets all the calls. He'd be like, oh, that's not a penalty. Tom gets all the calls. Yeah, Paul. No matter what, Belichick will never admit to watching the Super Bowl. He said, I was watching Josh Allen tape in his basement for mm. four hours. Um, I'll do uh, 2021. All right, uh, phone calls, we'll get to those. Best and worst of the weekend, but uh, Chris Sims will join us. And uh, if you're a Chiefs fan, I'm here for you. Just to let you know. Great year, but these dynasties are tricky. Yeah, they are. Just ask Russell Wilson. This is littered. You know, the NFL is littered with the, boy, we're going to be a dynasty here. Patrick Mahomes, in his first three quarters of both Super Bowls, has not been a good quarterback. He wasn't last year against San Francisco. Uh, came through when he needed to, but he has not had good numbers through the first three quarters. And uh, again last night. But the line last night did not help out at all. Yeah, McLovin. Should he? I felt like he didn't throw the ball early enough. He was trying to make big plays. I thought he was holding on to the ball too long. And, and he was getting hit so many times because I thought he was holding on to the ball. You know, Brady doesn't hold on to the ball, but he's not looking for the big play. Is that because Mahomes thinks he can always make a play? Sure. And, and he normally does. I mean, let's not forget, he even had incompletions last night that quarterbacks wouldn't even attempt. It goes back to the line when I, I talked to Pete Sampras about Roger Federer. He said he hit shots that I don't even think I could create in my mind to hit. And he hits those. And that was the way, you know, Patrick Mahomes was. There were a couple of them where he's in the grasp and he's somehow throwing the ball 25 yards down the field. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com. Or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. You've probably put this off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your game. 
touring tires for commuting comfort. How about performance tires for sporty handling? All-terrain if you're going on and off-road adventuring. Go to TireRack.com and get started. You're not sure where to begin? I suggest the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Firestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. See their Firestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to keep an eye out for the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash Papertarian. We've been lucky to have Chris Sims from Pro Football Talk Live joining us for most of the season, former NFL quarterback. If I had talked to you an hour before the Super Bowl, Chris, Tell me what you think, what would happen in the game? What would you have said? I would have told you that um, if the Bucs wanted to win the football game, they would have to play a similar style of football to like the 1990 Giants against the Buffalo Bills. And I would have told you, I'm not so sure that still will work. I worry about their ability to stop the Kansas City passing game. And I think the Kansas City Chiefs will win the game. That's what I would have told you before the game. I was curious about the adjustment, adjustments or the lack thereof that Kansas City had. We know that Tampa made adjustments from the last time they played. It felt like Kansas City thought that they could do what they did the, you know, the previous time, Chris. So, right. I mean, that was kind of strange there. What adjustments could the Chiefs have made uh, you know, in the first half or certainly the second half? 
Right. Well, I, I mean, first off, I think you bring up a good point. That's the psychosis, I think, of like when you've lost to a team, right? Uh, or a team, they, the two teams have played each other earlier in the year, and now it's the Super Bowl. The team that lost, I do think, has the advantage in that because they go, wait, we got to change something, right, Dan? Not, what we did the first time is not going to work, and we might have to, oh, gamble and take a risk here and there. The team that won, of course, comes going, hey, we, we can still do a lot of the stuff we did first time around. It all worked. So let's stay and, and keep some of that game plan there. So that is the, you know, some of the psychosis you could fall into the trap there. What I thought we would see more of, of course I was worried about the pass rush of the Bucks and all of that. We know that. But what I've seen down the stretch of the year is a lot of teams have tried to do what Tampa did to the Chiefs last night. But the Chiefs have still had a phenomenal short passing game and other ways to get the ball moving that way than to go, wait, okay, you want to play all this coverage? All right, well, we're picking you apart with the short passing game. Now you need to start coming up and covering us a little tighter, and then they take shots down the field. But that was the greatness of Bowles' defense, I think. One, the front four got there for the, by themselves for the most part of the night. They brought a few blitzes real early just to make Kansas City think about it and then played coverage from there on out. And I think the other big thing, too, Dan, sorry for the long answer, is the two middle linebackers in the middle of the field allowed them to play that style of football because then they could play safeties deep, protect the sidelines. All right, now we're vulnerable in the middle, but we got two super freaks in here who we think can handle Kelsey to a degree, and that's really the brilliance of what Todd Bowles did. Who should have been the MVP? I, I think it's... I, it's hard for me not to go with Brady. Okay. You know, I, I think I think realistically, you know, Devin White, I think, is a guy that should have been in that conversation of watching the football game. You know, but I think when you're going to take one person player, even though it wasn't like jaw dropping, I still think Brady, everything he did with that team, still playing pretty damn good last night is still unbelievable. I do think the story of the game is the Buccaneers defense. But I think if you give an MVP to anybody, you give it to Tom Brady. Could they have given it to Todd Bowles? I, 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 mean, I mean, most valuable person. Right. I hear you. But, it, but I, I, I mean, you. I, I don't think you can. Uh, this will be remembered for our lifetime. What they did, they held the Chiefs without a touchdown in the Super Bowl. I, I agree. I, I wish know. they could pay more. I'm with you. I, this, it's, it, I, listen, you know me. I love quarterbacks. I love them all. But this goes back into our old conversation of just we it's like the Heisman or the Super Bowl MVP. Oh, yep. your team won, the quarterback gets it. Great. Yep. You know, but we see like, hey, Super Bowl 42 with that Giants defense. Eli Manning got the MVP. I don't know. I'd like to go, well, Justin Tuck and Michael Strahan were really unbelievable. I do wish there was another avenue they could pay the defensive players a little bit more respect, maybe with some other type of award or a Todd Bowles, just to add some importance to, to what they did. And I brought this up about 20 minutes ago. Brady, when you have Brady, you know you have a chance. Right. So if I'm a defensive player, an offensive player, like I, I know that guy won down 28 to three. We always have a chance. That confidence level cannot be understated with what Brady gives you. And I thought that that was on display that the Buccaneers looked really, really confident. Yes, they did. Uh, I mean, Dan, they're, they're really talented, you know, as we saw last night, you know, they're, they're, and I know I came on during the show earlier in the year and said, man, when they play their best ball, they look as good as anybody in the sport. 
there's just not a lot of weakness to anything they are wanting any one area of their football team. We just wondered, can they all get it together and play at a high level, you know, with this weird year and get it done in time? And I would say most times, no, but that's where Brady comes in to your point. I think, you know, he gives everybody the confidence, the polish, the work ethic. It's, he lights the fire every under everyone's butt, whether he's saying it with words or not, because they see him working and they go, I don't want to let him down. But, know, but so what I are better... the odds that Gronk, Antonio Brown, and Leonard Fournette would all contribute in a big way? Well, and, and to me, that's the Brady effect, too. They're not there if it isn't for Brady. You know, that's the other aspect of the whole thing that I think is just you, you can't quantify it with stats or anything like that. This team was awesome. Fournette, Gronk. Antonio Brown came there because of Tom Brady. And that is special. That is what Brady is the ultimate general, the ultimate clutchest quarterback ever. Um, but it was a great team effort. And I think where I really undervalued the game more than anything to, to me, Dan, you know, yeah, I thought the O-line for the Chiefs would be able to hold up a little bit better. And I think the other aspect is Patrick Mahomes was nowhere near 100%. And that was a big aspect of the game. His ability not to be able to really run full speed or some of those throws he made where he had to throw the ball away, I would go, man, five weeks ago, he would have turned the corner there and threatened the line of scrimmage. And now guys would have had to come up to him and make a tackle and he would have thrown a laser by them. That was a big aspect of the game, I think, that that we all could talk about a little bit more. Yeah, I, I thought that that would have been Buffalo's game plan or Cleveland's game plan is to make him run, put pressure on him with that toe, and hit him. If you don't yeah. sack him, hit him. And they had 24 pressures. They hit him 12 times. Brady got hit twice. And it almost felt like Mahomes was back at Texas Tech. The officiating in the first half, um, how much... How much credence do you give to some questionable calls there? I, I don't like any of them. Listen, not, the Bucks were the better team. The Bucks were going to win the damn game no matter what. So I'm not sitting here trying to make excuses or do anything like that. I'm just looking as a football fan mm -hmm. and everything we watch through the playoffs. This is, to me, one of the issues in the NFL right now. We get the regular season. All those were called pass interference, all regular season. I wrote this on Twitter last night. I just kind of wrote, these are penalties. But the problem is they haven't been the penalty. They haven't been penalties all playoffs. That's where it bothered me about it. And now it's wait. It's four minutes left in the second quarter, and the show of the game is going to become the referees. You know, on some very ticky tack, questionable calls. I thought it's just one of those moments where I'd go, that hasn't been consistent with what we've seen in the playoffs. Just let these guys play. Uh, I thought that was a little bit, a little bit bad on the NFL's part. He's Chris Sims, Pro Football Talk Live co-host. Should a, tra a team trade for Carson Wentz? Uh, yes. Well, I mean, I I'll state it first to go. Carson Wentz needs to get the hell out of Philadelphia, period. He he He's in a no-win situation. Jalen Hurts is still there. So what? They brought in coaches that like you. As soon as you play bad, the whole city of Philadelphia is going to go, you stink, get the hell out of there. So he's got to go. And I do think, hey, the Colts, Chris Ballard and company, Frank Reich has history with them. I would think they have Carson Wentz towards the top of their list as far as acquiring quarterbacks. Yeah, I just don't know how much you trade for him because right. you are you're taking him. It's like Jared Goff. You're taking him off your hands. You're taking him off your salary cap. Right. I I, I, I was told that the Eagles were asking too much, and that's a couple of first round picks and a, maybe a player. 
But I, I don't know. It feels like if I'm the Colts or the Bears, it, if I'm going in on Carson Wentz, why don't I go all in on Deshaun Watson? I, I, listen, I hear you. I think you make a good point. And what I would want to tell you, Dan, is go like, why would Chicago want Carson Wentz? Why? I mean, to me, they're, they're playing with fire with wanting him too. If he doesn't play good, they're just going to go, look, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace can't evaluate quarterbacks. Philadelphia didn't even want this guy. Why did we bring him in here? To me, there's too much of a negative conversation about Wentz to want to be in Chicago. And I agree with what you're saying. They got to be careful about how much they ask to trade for him. One, you're right about the money situation. You're taking him off the hand because of that. And two, listen, there's a negative connotation around Carson Wentz right now. So you're taking a little gamble and taking him on anyways, because if it doesn't work out, everyone's going to go, Philadelphia didn't want him. Why the hell did you guys? And that's why I can understand teams saying, we're not going to give up the house for Carson Wentz. Any chance Drew Brees doesn't retire? And if he does, are they set at quarterback? Well, I would expect Drew Brees to retire. I mean, it's an amazing career, but I think we can all see the skills have clearly diminished. And, and it's, he's, listen, without you know being shy here, he's one of the negative aspects of their team, really, the last few years. So I would expect him to not be there anymore. Now, the quarterback on their team – Yes, I think that he's a believer in Taysom Hill, and I think he really likes Jason, uh, uh, you know what I'm talking about. James Winston. Exactly. I couldn't think of his damn name there. I think he likes Sean Payton likes both of those guys. So, yes, I think the quarterback of their team is on their team right now, and they'll try to re-sign Jameis Winston in free agency. Hey, thanks for coming on uh, this football season, and uh, we appreciate uh, your time. And uh, what do you do now? Well, I mean, that's what I was going to say. Why are you saying goodbye to me? I mean, are you going to call me in the quarterback draft or free agency? I mean, I'm kind of good at that stuff. I mean, geez, I didn't know I just going to toss me into the trash. Well, this was just sort of a, you know, hey, thank you. The season ended, but I, you know, we're going to, we're going to call you. Okay. I promise we'll call you. All right, good. I'm still in the circle of trust. We're still Mm. friends and and the trust tree and all that. Mm. Yeah. Yes. All right. Just as long as I am with you, the hell with Fritzy and the rest of the crew. I don't care about them. I, well, I can't guarantee Fritzy won't bother you, but you know, I'll try to keep it to a minimum. Okay. Thank you, man. Thank you, Appreciate Chris. It. That's Chris Sims, Pro Football Talk Live co-host. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. We were fortunate to have Rick Stroud on the uh, Buccaneers beat writer for the Tampa Bay Times throughout the season. We started before the season started when Brady uh, signed there and Rick has been with us throughout the season, kind of the highs and lows. And I don't know where he was when that team seven and five. And I wondered if they were going to make the playoffs. And here we are as Super Bowl champs. Rick joins us now. Rick, what were you expecting to happen last night? Um. You know, I got to be the pool reporter, and we're not allowed to say anything about that, uh, what, what we see. But, look, this was a confident football team. And, I, and I, Dan, I heard you say it during the week. They had an entirely beat-up offensive line. I didn't know how the Kansas City Chiefs were going to stop that front four. And I knew that Todd Bowles was going to rush four. He was going to drop seven, right? And that math is in his favor because they only got five eligible there to keep the safeties deep. You didn't know what Patrick Mahomes was going to do. And after a while – it, it kind of looked like a Texas Tech spring game, you know, where he's just running around out there trying to find anybody open. Well, 
And explain by as the pool reporter, like what access did you have uh, that other reporters didn't have? Well, I was, I mean, they assigned one uh, for each team and I was the only guy that got to go or the only reporter got to go and watch practice. And we got to watch the whole practice. Um, and it wasn't anything different than, than normally during the year. I mean, we don't get to see that much. Um, but this, this was a competent football team. I mean, look, if you talk to those guys on defense, they're like, wait a minute. We went into New Orleans, and yeah, everybody was talking about Drew Brees after the game, but they had our number, and we beat those guys down. Then we went to Green Bay and took down the most valuable player in the NFL. And when they're sitting around, they're getting a bunch of young guys on defense sitting around on social media and watching television and listening to shows like yours, and they're hearing everybody come on and say that Kansas City is going to hang 37 on them. And they just they couldn't believe that. They felt you know, and it's, it's, it's bulletin board, right? It seems simplistic, but they really did feel like nobody was giving them what they had earned, what they had done on the field, even in the postseason. Go back to November. What kind of doubts do you think? I mean, you lost to the Saints. What was that? 38-3 got blown out there. What, what kind of doubts do you think Tampa had about themselves? Well, I mean, if you talk to them, uh, you know, they stayed together. And, and that's a hard thing to do when you're in that position. I think uh, Tom Brady said it today, you know, uh, with this pandemic, they really couldn't get to, to hang out and know each other very well. This is a close-knit team that did it, um, you know, without being able to go to dinner or all those extra things. But it was sort of a, uh, like, if you're a football junkie, you got into it. And that's what they did. They just went to work. I think that, you know, uh, Bruce Arians got together with Byron Left, which it really started coming together at the end of the second half of the Kansas City game. The bye week really was big for them. So they never really got down. And in fact, um, before this game, I mean, Tom Brady texted everybody on the team and said simply, we will win. <laughs> I mean, before this game. And, and that that's a powerful message. I mean, I'm covering this guy. It's like he's the gridiron Gandhi. Like, I, I don't even know, like, when you're, when you're watching it, it's just amazing the impact that he has on so many players and so many guys in the, in, the, uh, in the administration. Yeah, I think that that's, you know, an understated aspect of Brady that if I'm a younger player, I look at him and I know that anything's possible, that he came back from 28 to 3 in the Super Bowl. That confidence sure. level can't be understated. But I'm wondering, who was the MVP in your opinion? Well, I mean, if you could give it to a whole defense or you could give it to, to Todd Bowles, you would because – and I had a vote, and I and not that I feel bad voting for Brady. I mean, he's won five of these. Um, the numbers weren't very impressive other than the three touchdowns. But it was hard to pick one guy. I think Shaq Barrett had a big game. I think, uh, you know, Devin White certainly did. It's just that nobody stood out so much uh, above the others. I mean, you can even make a, ca a case for Rob Gronkowski who had a, a good game, but – I think the defense was the story of this game, no question about it. You keep a team like that from scoring a touchdown, I mean, that's just remarkable. Yeah, and you're trying to – like, what, what are the odds that you're going to get Gronk, Antonio Brown, and Leonard Fournette to all have big performances in the Super Bowl? If you would have said one is going to have a big performance, I would have said, okay. I never would have thought all three would. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that. I mean, Gronk has, has kind of been mostly a blocker of late. Um, you know, but that's another thing, too. And this is about trust. Not that he didn't trust the other guys. He did. Uh, I think the ball just kind of went that way with the defense. But look at who he went to in big moments. Rob Gronkowski, right? Um, you know, Antonio Brown, uh, even Leonard Fournette. None of those guys were on this roster when Tom Brady got here. And that's not an accident. I mean, those guys came here because of Tom Brady. Every one of them 
um, were somebody that he lobbied for and that he felt could help their football team, and they all did in a big way in Super Bowl. So Brady's coming back. Arians is coming back. Gronk says he's coming back. I'm assuming Antonio Brown is going to want to come back. But there's a, you're going to lose a couple of players or the potential for losing a couple of players. What's the offseason going to look like for the Buccaneers? Well, they're going to have to hope that some guys want to win more than they want to earn some money because they just don't have enough for all of them. I think that, you know, you look at Shaq Barrett, who they franchise. Um, they need to do a long-term deal with him. If not, if you use a franchise tag on him, what about Chris Godwin? You don't want to lose that receiver. Um, you know, they've got some tough decisions to make. It won't be the same football team. It never is. That's why teams can't repeat. We haven't seen it since, what, 04, 05, or whatever the Patriots did. Um, but, you know, there will be other guys around the NFL that see what happened here in Tampa uh, and at, at various points of their career, much like Fournette was, and, and want to come down and, uh, and be with a team that could win a Super Bowl. And so I think Brady's impact will have a lot to do with how they're able to keep this team together and whether even guys like Ndamukong Sue want to keep playing or not. You know, I go back, and there there were some strange moments the entire year. Remember when the, the high school practices and surveillance cameras and Tom's trying to get guys together surreptitiously? Hey, man, I was the one that found that practice, okay? It took me a lot of doing. <laughs> were you hiding in the bushes, day. Rick? Were you hiding oh, in the bushes? You know what? That, that is urban myth. That did not happen. Uh, I was actually looking Wait, over Wait, you told me it did. You said you were well, hiding in the like, bushes. It wasn't hiding. It was on a public street. I was kind of peering over. And there, were, <laughs> there was some vegetation involved. I'm not, I'm not disputing that. Okay. Um, I just had to get above it. So, okay. yeah, we found it. Uh, well, it's been a long run. I told people if you are of a certain age, then you know what the Buccaneers have been. Aside from the Super Bowl win, They've been the laughing stock of the NFL for a long, long, long time. And uh, you're going to, I hope these fans appreciate this for a long time. I mean, they may think you're coming back again next year, but I hope they appreciate this one for a long time and they should. Well, Dan, I, I walked out onto the field afterwards and the confetti was still there. And I looked up and, all, and no one had left. And then I realized they were cardboard cutouts, that it was actually just the, the, the people that were still there. But, uh, you know, it's Champa Bay now. I mean, it's incredible what has happened this year with the Lightning winning the Stanley Cup and the Rays in the World Series and all of that. Um, but I think, yeah, for the fans, this is great. I mean, 12 years without playoffs, 18 years without winning a playoff game, you get Tom Brady and you win a Super Bowl. I mean, this is really – maybe we can have nice things. Maybe, maybe Tampa Bay <laughs> can have nice things. And we almost got sued by Tom Brady for uh, Tampa Bay T-shirts oh. that we put out. Yeah, well, we, you know – we we got a cease and desist, or I think we were threatened with a cease and desist uh, with Tom's uh, law firm. Have you seen the seven clothing line now? The seven that's that's the next that's the big thing. Don't put it. Don't put a seven oh. on anything. He owns the number seven. Apparently, the old number. It's like Sesame Street. You know that that's Brady's number now is seven. I'm gonna go eight. I'm gonna go ahead to eight, so I can bypass the seven and not worry about Tom. Hey, you uh, uh, thank, you. thank you very much for uh, all your uh, contributions there this year and your sense of humor. We appreciate it, Rick. Hey, Dan, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure, man. That's Rick Stroud. He covers the Buccaneers for the Tampa Bay Times. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, 
at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. You've probably put this off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your game. Touring tires for commuting comfort. How about performance tires for sporty handling? All-terrain if you're going on and off-road adventuring. Go to TireRack.com and get started. You're not sure where to begin? I suggest the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or... Choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. See their Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Let's bring in uh, Tom Kern. He's a Patriots insider, NBC Sports Boston. Let me start with the snarky poll question. Who feels worse today, Bill Belichick or Robert Kraft? Bill Belichick, and he should. He's the one who didn't know what he was looking at over the last five years, and the guy was standing right in front of him. So now he's mining the draft and mid-tier free agents to find a replacement that'll pay more than he was willing to pay the guy who won the Super Bowl. Kraft, at least, Dan said, we'd really like to have him stay. But I I was wondering about that, that he – and maybe this is credit to Robert Kraft that he allows his coaches to coach or, you know, he gets out of the way. Mm-hmm. But at some point, it's your team. 
that he never thought of big-footing Bill Belichick to say, I can't let Tom Brady play in another uniform. And I think that Bill convinced him that the trepidation of a guy at 43 years old, Robert, what are we going to do? We're going to pay him this much money, and if he starts to go over the cliff, then what? And Robert had to look at it and say, look, who's easier to replace? The quarterback that I think Bill can do because I saw him do it in 2008 with Matt Castle or replace Bill and his scouting staff and his coaching and the special teams acumen and everything else. The easier thing to do is say goodbye to the 43-year-old as much as it tears my heart out. If I would have told you 11 months ago this was going to be the result, what would you have said? It wouldn't shock me. I mean, at the beginning of the year, I said that Tampa would win the Super Bowl. They would go 13-3 and three and win the Super Bowl. And it's because of how good Tampa kind of was. Yeah. I mean, they were seven and nine last year. Their quarterback threw 30 picks. They lost six games, I think it was, by a touchdown or less. Just bring somebody in with a level of competency and you're going to be good. Bring the best there's ever been who can infuse discipline into everybody. You're going to be really friggin' good. So I wouldn't have been surprised, Dan. You know, the last two weeks, Brady has taken the high road when it comes to Bill Belichick, like verbal bouquets. And like, what do you think he really feels about? how this ended his relationship with Belichick because he, he said what you would want him to say. So he didn't draw any more attention to this, you know, fractured relationship. I think he imagines now or feels now that this is for the best and he's not looking back. And for us who are continuing to chase the car, like a bunch of dogs we're nipping at the bumper, he's just driving along. He doesn't even know we're back there. I mean, he has moved on. And I think it's one of those things. There is a, there is a whole different world out here that I can enjoy and do things differently in. I think it was painful as hell for him, but Bill kind of made it easy to divorce himself from New England by allowing him to picture himself someplace else. You know, I'm telling a story in the column I'm writing about how I sat with Guerrero, Alex Guerrero, last year, two days before the Super Bowl. We were flying out of Miami, and I was looking back at some of the notes I took, and what Guerrero had said at that time, January 31st, 2020, all he wants is the coach to signal that he wants him to stay. That's all he wanted. But he never got that. And never then, did. Yeah. If you look at the accomplishments for Brady, where does last night rank? To me, Dan, it's a validation. It's, uh, you know, I think 28 to 3 is greater. I think that the Super Bowl in 2014 was more high level football but i think this is a validation he he is now the greatest team sports performer in pro sports history he's not the greatest athlete i don't even know if he's the greatest football player of all time because you still have jerry rice sitting out there with some absurd numbers but he trumps jordan and russell and gretzky as the greatest team sports performer able to go into a 53-man roster an 80-man team with coaches and infuse it it's not basketball like lebron and jordan it's one guy impacting almost 100 people and what i i've said all morning long is that there is if you're a young player you just look at him he's the most animated He's, you know, in people's faces, whether it's the opponents or you, he, there's accountability. You know, it's what you want in a leader. You know, he doesn't play at a high level the way he once did. But that confidence level, I don't think can be understated, certainly for a team that was probably impressionable like Tampa was. 
that they were looking for something. They were looking that if things go bad, he's not letting us go, you know, south. And I, I you know, there, there's something to be said about that in his ability to lead. You know, I wonder what those days were like after he had the four fingers up and confused the downs. I mean, that's if Jameis Winston does that or Nick Foles or whoever. I mean, the whole team probably is like, oh, my God. And there were probably guys looking at Brady and go, this guy's, I mean, come on. He's screaming at us and he can't get the downs right. Yeah. But whatever it is that he does to infuse that team with, don't worry about it. I got it. It's amazing. And and you talk about the performance. It is the same as it's always been, Dan. It's it's whatever you need. If you need 505 against Philadelphia to give you a shot, he'll do that. If you need what he brings to get 28-3, he'll do that. If it's five for nine for 60 yards in the second half last night, fine. That's fine, too. Uh, you created some headlines saying that Matthew Stafford did not want to go to New England. Uh, recap that story, and was there any fallout after that report? I was told Sunday, hours after Stafford had agreed to go to Los Angeles, that a team in negotiations with Detroit was told that Stafford was willing to really go anywhere but New England. He had said, I don't want to go to New England. So that was noteworthy, the person thought, who had been in negotiations to share with me. The fallout, I think, was interesting because, to me, it – legitimized what we look at the Patriots post-Brady as being. It's a team in rebuild mode, and it's a team that's not a lot of fun to play for. It's a team that talks about no days off. When you're 33, you want some days off. I mean, that's not a picnic. To come up into the Northeast, you're Matthew Stafford. You've been playing inside. You're 33 years old. You haven't won anything, and you're going to go rebuild in the cold and play in Buffalo and the Meadowlands, whatever it is. Uh, That doesn't sound like a good time, and that's why I think it's hard for the Patriots to – you know, say we are who we were when Brady was here. Also, you have the Gronk situation that he chose retirement over possibly playing again, I guess, with the Patriots if they wanted him back. Just the fact that he he could have fun, that freeing feeling, I guess. Um, does that surprise you, though, that Gronk wanted to come back but only wanted to come back if he's going to have fun and play with Brady? No, uh, because in 2018, before they won their final Super Bowl, the Patriots were trying to trade Gronk to Detroit. I mean, that was damaging to him. And then they spent that whole season. I mean, he was mentally racked by uncertainty about whether he could play, where his body was at. And, you know, as he explained to me at the Super Bowl, you're doing things to your body that are unnatural, and they keep asking you every week to go out and practice all week and do it again on Sunday. I mean, he wanted to be managed at that point. He felt his body was so beat up that he wanted to have himself managed in a different way, and the Patriots were not, you know, acceding to that. And that's where Bill is. Everybody's on the same level. Everybody's on the same plane. No special favors, especially for guys who are making $15 million or $12 million. But there comes a point where – the point you're trying to make is going to lose some people. I also wondered about this, and that is, if I'm New England, if I'm Bill Belichick, how do I – not that he's competing with Tom Brady, but if I want to re-energize this franchise, can they go all in and get Deshaun Watson? I think Deshaun Watson is going to be of the same mind that Matthew Stafford was. And that is, I I don't want to go – and honestly, too, Dan, think about this. In this – age of players who are making so much money, especially in the NFL and finding their voices in a way that they haven't previously, 
clearly Deshaun Watson is most pissed off because they didn't give him a seat at the table to, to, to converse. There's not a seat at the table. You're not even in the room in New England. <laughs> so he's not going to want to come up here and just, you know, be a workaday guy hitting the punch, punching his time clock every day and coming in and leaving. He wants to be in there. And Belichick's going to cool. But, but, but Brady never had any input on personnel decisions in New England at all. Nope. No one does. The personnel guys barely do. <laughs> and then here he is. He should get GM votes, uh, GM of the year with what he did in Tampa, that you get in. You know, you, he, he recruits Antonio Brown, somehow gets him. Leonard Fournette comes in and Gronk comes in, and all three score touchdowns last night. I mean, it's wild. It, it, it really is to see you know, that performance. And it's funny because throughout these playoffs, Dan, I think there's been this pushback that Brady is carrying the Buccaneers. It's Tom Brady. And he just did what was necessary. He staked the team to a lead against the Packers. Played played fine. You know, the picks in the second half, people took that as a smoking gun that he's not very good. You know, same thing with New Orleans. It was the way they undressed Drew Brees. It wasn't Brady. And I think it was a straw man argument. No one was saying that Tom Brady was out there putting up triple doubles. He was just playing the game as it needed to be played in the postseason, which is kind of what he's always done. Do you think Belichick watched the game last night? Boy, that's a great question. I would imagine he probably did. I, I would imagine he probably did. When do you uh, see Belichick again? When's the media get in front of Belichick to ask that question. Yeah, normally it would be at the owners' meetings at the end of March, but I would see that the the chance of that happening are very slim. So probably not until a pre-draft audience that he gives us, because I can't imagine he's going to ring us up and see how we're all doing. I just don't (laughs) see that coming down the line. Will you ask that question if given the opportunity? Would you send me a coffee if I did? Yes. Done. All right, that's easy. It's a lar- It's an extra large hot coconut with milk and three Splenda. Oh, three Splenda. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. All right. I'll take care of that. It might be a little cold by the time it gets to you, but it will get to you. Fair enough. Right. Thank you, Tom. Good to talk to you, buddy. And All right. Enjoy the rest of your year. That's Tom E. Curran, <laughs> Patriots insider for NBC Sports Boston, who joins us on the program. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. 
rugged, resilient, and timeless. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.